0: It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast.
1: Welcome to this podcast series on supervisors. I'm Enzo Garitano, President and CEO of IHSA. In this episode, we're joined again by host Ken Rayner, Vice President of Customer and Labor Relations, Market Development and Communications here at IHSA. Ken's guest will be Bruce Christensen, Employment and Social Development Canada, or ESDC's Ontario Regional Director for the Federal Labor Program. Please welcome Ken and Bruce.
2: Thanks, Enzo Garitano. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast, Bruce Christensen. Uh, To start, Bruce, please share with our listeners what your roles and responsibilities are at the Federal Labour Program, Ontario Regional Operations and Compliance.
0: Well, uh, thanks, uh, Ken and Enzo, for inviting me today to uh, discuss the role of supervisors in uh, workplace health and safety. As you mentioned, I'm the Regional Director uh, of Ontario for the uh, Government of Canada's Labour Programme. The labour program's mandate is to promote safe, healthy, cooperative and uh, productive workplaces. My main responsibility was to fulfill this mandate uh, for uh, the province of Ontario. Uh, In the Ontario region, our focus is on labour standards and occupational health and safety. Labour standards are part three of the Canada Labour Code. They cover minimum wage, working conditions, and the like, and our role is to enforce these labour standards to ensure that all Canadian workers are treated fairly and paid fairly for their work. On the occupational health and safety front, well, this is under part two of the code, and we enforce it to ensure that uh, Canada's workplaces are safe and secure places to work and to do business in. Um, this legislation and its regulations are there to ensure employees know about their rights and are protected from hazards in their workplace. It's also there to make sure that uh, while well, workers know that they have a right to make a complaint about, even refuse work uh, that they feel that poses a risk to their health and safety. Finally, the legislation uh, also gives employees the right to take uh, part in making their workplaces as safe and healthy as possible. At the national level, well, the labor program provides uh, mediation and conciliation services to uh, employers and unions. It ensures that employers are in compliance with labor and employment uh, equity legislation, and it also uh, negotiates international uh, labor agreements. As you know, with every uh, workplace in the world, uh, COVID-19 has had a significant impact on on the, the workforce, including ours. Um, and I just wanted to take uh, the time to say that I'm very proud of the work that uh, our staff has completed during these uh, difficult times.
2: Hey Bruce, I think if uh, last time I checked, you know, uh, federally regulated workplaces in Ontario make up about 10% somewhere around that neighborhood. So there's probably a lot of our listeners that are not really clear as to what constitutes uh, Federally regulated workplace. So, you know, the ones that come to mind for me, particularly with the membership that we support, are transportation companies that will go over like outside of the boundaries of Ontario. Um, We've got telecommunications companies, you've got banks, you've got airlines, you've got rail, um, we've got uh, insurance companies. So, regardless of the sector, when it comes to a federally regulated workplace, what attributes would you say would make up a competent supervisor in a, federal, uh, a federally regulated Ontario workplace?
0: Supervisors are responsible for making sure their employees have the tools, knowledge and supervision uh, they need to carry out uh, the organization's mandate. Supervisors, well, they also need to make sure that their employees can carry out their work while protecting their own health and safety. That said, from my perspective, a competent supervisor understands that health and safety plays a big role in how well their employees can perform. Competent supervisors are therefore committed to having robust health and safety practices as part of the tools, knowledge, and supervision they provide to their employees. Um, In fact, the the Canada Labour Code and its regulation does allow for supervisors to implement health and safety requirements into their day-to-day activities, The code assigns supervisors specific duties so that they can show their due diligence when dealing with occupational health and safety matters. And these duties include directing, organizing the work and how it should be done, telling workers about actual or possible dangers, which uh, involves explaining uh, the laws that apply to them. Showing workers how to work safely, which uh, might include giving them uh, training, uh, written instructions, or correcting how they work. Supervisors uh, also have the duty to respond to workers' concerns, making sure workers follow procedures and use uh, the right equipment and in a safe way. They also need to make sure that employees work in uh, compliance with uh, the acts and regulations that apply to their work. Uh, making sure workers uh, use the protective equipment or clothing that the employer requires. And finally, taking every reasonable precaution to uh, protect
1: workers.
2: Thanks, Bruce. I think, again, one of the things that our listeners might be interested in with this is is particularly those that have only worked under the provincial regulations in the past, how much alignment there is between the two. I mean, if you hadn't mentioned the Canadian Labour Labor Code in that last section, some of the listeners would have said always oh, talking about provincial regulations because they're so aligned. So that being said, what are some tasks, being that the supervisor is such an important part in the workplace, what are the, what are some tasks when executed by a supervisor who does it in, in like in a competent and complete manner that can make some real significant contributions to a safe and healthy workplace? Supervisors
0: have uh, a duty on behalf of their employer to ensure that the health and safety of every person employed by their employer is protected uh, while they're working. And as you said, you know, like that's... Uh, common between uh, federal and, and provincial uh, legislations. And the supervisors' duties that I mentioned earlier uh, all contribute to a safe and healthy workplace. Further than that, like supervisors also need to create a strong safety culture in their workplace. They have to work with employees to resolve health and safety concerns. And an important way to do this is uh, to consult uh, with uh, workplaces' health and safety committees or uh, representatives. They should be consulted on all health and safety uh, policies and programs, including uh, programs for preventing hazards that are specific to that or their workplace, programs to supply personal protective equipment, and any changes in the workplace that could uh, impact the health and safety of their employees. They should be consulting with the health and safety committee or representative. Supervisors also need to arrange for regular workplace health and safety inspections. So when these inspections uh, identify hazards or issues, uh, they need to make sure that these issues are resolved in a timely fashion. And furthermore, when there's hazardous occurrences or accidents that occur and are reported, supervisors need to make sure there is uh, an investigation to determine the cause and put in uh, measures to help prevent this from happening again. And of course... All inspections and investigations must be done in collaboration with the Workplace's Health and Safety Committee or representatives. So essentially, you know, building that culture is is making sure that, uh, you know, employees are part of the process, part of the solutions in our legislation and regulations is through the Health and Safety Committees and representatives. Excellent.
2: Excellent. So we're talking about hazards. Uh, you mentioned hazards. You know, supervisors, maybe a decade ago, I think were focused primarily on physical hazards. Things have changed a lot in the past decade. Things have changed a lot, obviously, in the past two years with the pandemic. What other types of hazards are supervisors expected to address today, maybe, you know, compared to to 10 years ago?
0: Well, yeah, you're correct, uh, Ken. In the past, supervisors have focused on physical hazards. And I think it's because those are more tangible, right? So it's easier to see, uh, easier to correct You know, the the Canada Labour Code and its regulations uh, have made some some improvements, some changes to this. And it it now requires supervisors to deal with more intangible hazards, uh, such as harassment, violence and psychological hazards. Protecting employees from these intangible hazards um, will make for workplaces that are psychologically healthy and safe as well. So supervisors play a critical role in preventing and addressing uh, harassment, violence, and psychological hazards in the workplace. Uh, they need to be aware of the resources available in their organization to achieve this. Furthermore, as you mentioned, the current global pandemic has shed light on how important it is to address invisible biological hazards such as COVID 19. In the last 22 plus months, while supervisors, all industries have had to put plans in place to prevent exposure and transmission of COVID 19. They've had to develop procedures to put in the necessary control measures in place, uh, inform workers about these new measures, and make sure that workers comply with uh, these procedures.
2: That's a lot for an experienced supervisor to oversee and to manage on a regular basis. What about a new supervisor? Bruce, so someone that's just now coming into this world as a supervisor in a workplace, do you have some suggestions for that new supervisor, that individual?
0: Yeah, of course. The first thing uh, is take advantage of all the training available to you uh, so that you can increase your confidence and knowledge as a leader. Look for courses, you know, both within and outside your organization. Um, These can include like health and safety, uh, management, leadership skills, and uh, human resources courses. Uh, anything to, to help you with, with your confidence as a leader uh, and obviously health and safety uh, being part of that as well. Secondly is build and maintain relationships with uh, your employees and, and management team and that these relationships are based on openness and transparency. In my in my mind, uh, this paves the way for collaboration uh, with employees, uh, and it helps resolve health and safety concerns in the workplace. It also lays the foundation for a well functioning workplace uh, health and safety committee. So when when you know there's good relationships, uh, there's trust, and and people. Um, feel that uh, they can go to, to you as a supervisor with concerns uh, and that they know that you'll do what needs to get done to, to improve while then you, you, uh, you help uh, yourself and you help the team to, to work well and safe.
2: Great suggestions, Bruce. Thanks. So maybe that leads us into the uh, you know another question here in terms of so uh, whether it's a new supervisor whether it's an experienced supervisor there's going to be times as that supervisor is uh is in the workplace that they're going to be visited an inspector from from ESDC or a labor program occupational health and safety uh, labor affairs officer right so what would you see as the ideal interaction between an ESD labor program occupational health and safety labor affairs officer otherwise known as an inspector and a supervisor in a workplace?
0: Our inspectors uh, are often uh, called upon and, and, um, and they will interact with workplace uh, supervisors, uh, usually in two types of situations. The first being that uh, the inspector arrives to investigate a complaint, refusal to work, a serious injury or fatality. Or secondly, when the inspector arrives to make uh, an unscheduled uh, inspection at the workplace. So in both these uh, cases or or scenarios, um, an ideal interaction uh, would be when the supervisor cooperates fully with uh, the inspector. Um, The inspector is simply carrying out uh, his or her duties and uh, powers under the part two of the Canada Labour Code. They are there to gather the information they need as part of their investigation or inspection to determine if uh, there's compliance or non-compliance issues uh, that could affect uh, the employee's uh, health and safety in that particular workplace. In some circumstances, uh, the inspector will need to uh, to contact the supervisor after the initial visit to determine whether the workplace is compliant. Of course, in those situations, it's, it's also important for the supervisor to be responsive uh, to the inspector's either emails uh, and or phone com- communications. Um, ultimately, the labour program, uh, labour affairs officer uh, and the workplace supervisor have the same goal And that's to protect the health and safety of the employees.
2: I love that last part is really, it is, is a common goal. Everyone's working towards that. Let's get everybody home safe at, at the end of each day to their loved ones, love it. Bruce Christensen, thank you so much for joining us from ESTC. that was very helpful. Not only for, I think, for, for our listeners who are working within federally regulated uh, workplaces in Ontario, but also for those that have decided to listen to this podcast and, and work within provincially regulated workplaces so they have a better understanding as to um, what are the rules and regulations and uh, within, a, within the the federal rules. So thank you so much, Bruce was a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to IHSA's series on supervisors. Join us for part two of this podcast on supervisors in federally regulated workplaces as Ken Rayner speaks with IHSA's Doug Heinz, manager, health and safety education and accredited programs. Be sure to subscribe and like us on your podcast channel and visit us on IHSA.ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information.
0: The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.
1: Each year, about 5,000 IHSA supervisor logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. IHSA thanks the members of the Labor Management Network and Advisory Councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this supervisor logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. Or visit IHSA.ca. That's IHSA.ca.